three, four. Me and my friends do sinister things, and that's because we're cynical beings. And we're living in a house, and we're chilling upstairs, and we're doing a podcast. Impaired. Welcome back, everyone, to the Impaired Upstairs podcast with Ryan Brady and Cody, and welcome back to Griffin, who is here with us again. Hey, local human reporting in. <laughs> You're our first return guest. It's great to have you back. It is so yeah. great to have you back, Griffin. How are you doing? Good. You guys are really scraping the bottom of the barrel here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Round we, two. We wouldn't word it quite like that, well, but it's good to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. we're having a fun time up here. Yes, we are. So, gentlemen, gentlemen, how was your week? Good. Yeah. It was good. I didn't... Uh, last week, I traveled to Richland. I think we caught up a little bit um, before on the last podcast. But Yeah, so we yeah. recorded on... Was uh, it Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. And here we are on Tuesday. So, a uh, bit of a short... Short, uh, short little hiatus. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if... We've all fully recharged, but um, I feel like I have, so like we're we should be just fine. Yeah, yeah, we're ready to go. Ready I to hit her. Have. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we would hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Griffin, how does it feel to have gone a whole month without being on the podcast? My life has been just empty and dull. <laughs> uh, understandable. <laughs> understandable. I'm really glad that you made it through. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, you've had some uh, semi-interesting things happen to you since then. Yeah. Um, farm stuff is moving along a little bit. Um. I got some free plants today, which was Sweet. very excellent. What'd you get? Nice. Three tomato plants and three pepper plants. Nice. Oh, pepper. The like gift that keeps on giving. Wait, uh, yeah. like uh, what kind of pepper? Yeah. Uh, I think I got a cayenne, an ancho, and a jalapeno. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Now, are you going to have to put those in a greenhouse? Yeah. So I've got a little shed on my property um, that's got like a clear piece of plastic over the roof, but it's not totally airtight. So I think um, tomorrow I'm going to go get some plastic and cover up uh, some of the open areas. Um, it's sort of designed to be like a little starter greenhouse. Very nice. nice. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Nothing like some, some development on the farm. Yeah. It's always nice moving things forward. Yeah, it feels good. I haven't really been as active as I would like to be just because of the remodel on the house right now. It's sucking up a lot of my free time. Yeah, but springtime is right around the corner. So Yeah, I've sort of resigned myself to... Uh, Farm chores kind of having a backseat this year, unfortunately. Oh, darn. Well, got to prioritize, you know. There's always yeah. time. So, we'll, well uh, what I find is there's not enough time because, you oh, know, man. you know, it's horrible. There's yeah. never, ever enough time in the day. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's like you sit on the toilet on your phone for three hours and then the day's already gone. <laughs> don't you hate when that happens? Hey, hey, hey. We don't need I, to talk that's about a personal my attack. Like that. <laughs> no, just, just the worst thing, you no, know, like you said, is that the, there's never enough hours in the day. And then if you spend the day like trying to kind of enjoy yourself and like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to scoot back on the productivity just a little bit. Then, um, you just, or at least I kind of feel guilty about it afterwards. It's like, geez, all those hours. Yeah, that's that's true. I think something I kind of heard was that back in the day, people were a little bit better about um, like separating their work and their like uh, leisure time. Yeah, leisure time. Like like they found more importance in leisure time and just in yeah. And I think that's important aside from like mental health issues, but just for like digesting mental not mental problems, but problems that you're working on that you have to think about, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, like, okay, like, have you ever been working on a problem and you're like, oh, man, and you can't figure it out, and then you go to sleep, 
and then the next day you wake up and you're like, oh, yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that so I think you just sometimes you just need time to digest the problem and I don't recharge from it and take a fresh look at it. And then when you think about it again, then sometimes the answer can be right in front of you. Yeah, you got to sleep and allow your brain to make those new pathways. Yeah, exactly. It's Ooh. pretty crazy. Some neurology. Document some, all that Some data. geology on this mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some yeah, geography. I heard a while ago that um, some people think that that's the purpose of dreaming, is to oh. allow your brain to process things that you're thinking about in a different way. Yeah, right. sure. It, it's actually really disturbing how little we know about sleep. Yeah. Like, we have to do it for a third of our lives, more or less, a quarter of a third. If you're uh, lucky. If you're lucky, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we don't really fully understand why we have to do it. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. What you were saying about separating your work from, like, your leisure time, um, isn't there a religion where every Sunday is, like, the day of the Sabbath? Uh, Christianity? Uh, there's There's a certain branch of that religion where every Sunday you're not supposed to do anything that's, like, work-related. You're supposed. It's supposed to be a full day of, like, re- regenerating or recharging. I think that's a pretty common thread in yeah. the Abrahamic religions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and depend. I know in Judaism they do that, but it's on Saturdays instead of Sunday. All right. Um, because originally that was like like the work week starts on a Sunday. Well, the week starts on a Sunday, right? You know, uh, like if you look at a calendar. Yeah. It's Sunday yeah. through Saturday. Um, and that's because, so Old Testament, everything was done Saturday through Sunday. Like, that's just the way you thought about it. Um, but then once you get to the New Testament, um, everything kind of got moved to Sunday as like church day because Jesus rose on a Sunday. And so, I don't know, it all just got moved. Yeah. Interesting. Have you guys heard any funny trivia lately? (laughs) <laughs> no, why don't you hit us with some funny trivia? Well, I just heard some funny trivia from Griffin about toothpaste, but I wanted to tell this oh. I wanted to tell this piece of funny trivia to Cody. Okay. And it's 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 like my kind of like dorky trivia. Let's hear it. Um so there's a believe it or not, this is about an engine. Okay. There's an engine that came in uh like late nineteen eighties Ford trucks and it's uh it's a six point nine liter. Okay. Big boy. 6.9 liter displacement and and the displacement in cubic inches is 420 cubic inches wow that is phenomenal isn't that nice that's the original <laughs> nice. I see. yeah wow. back in the 80s that's that's all i have to share <laughs> thanks, thanks ryan <laughs> but i um we were talking about toothpaste earlier who made this engine um international oh oh is that like a an Elon Musk company? Yeah, I could, I could imagine him developing no. something like that. He huh. might. I think he was alive when it came out. Yeah. Well, he's like fifty now. We talked about that a few episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, still so being crazy and and um, should have been alive. Fluctuating the stock market with tweets. Dude, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Did you guys see that the uh, the video of that space debris? That was re-entering the atmosphere. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't. It was like burning up. Yeah, that was over pretty cool. Seattle, Puget Sound area. Yeah, yeah. I think in Portland too, you could see it. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah. Like some rocks. No, no from it was a like... SpaceX launch. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, from a Falcon Nine rocket. It was one of the stages that got discarded in orbit. Yeah, it was on its way back down, and it just like burned up on re-entry. So pretty yeah. wild. That atmospheric friction. 
Oh, but if mm. I throw a cup out my window, I'm littering. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. But when you throw car batteries in the ocean, you're just recharging the electric eels. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow. Come on, get with it. That's a bad take. Everyone knows those eels are freshwater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. R- right. I-, I definitely knew that. <clears throat> so take your car batteries to the Amazon, all right? <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, get my, I'll get my plane trip booked. Yeah, yeah. What's in this bag, sir? <laughs> I think you're well over the 50-pound limit. <laughs> yeah. You're, no carry-on for you. No. Your, your, your bag is leaking and it's making the floor dissolve. You have to ship it FedEx freight. But, oh, man. Yeah. Well, on the on another topic, other than throwing car batteries in, in bodies of water. Again, we don't condone this. No, 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 no. Uh, no. Only legal activities on the Impaired Upstairs podcast. Really Thank satirical. you very much. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Minecraft. (laughs) (laughs) What else is new, guys? Uh, And half our audience just tuned out. Well, what can you do? So you half uh, of two is one. That's not good. That's like a fifty percent drop. (laughs) Did you say there was another another fun fact? Um, that was the fun fact that I had. Did you? Do you guys have any fun facts? Griffin, you had one earlier. Yeah, you put me on the spot. Um, I saw online. I think it's. I think it's in the Czech Republic or another Central European country. Um, they keep their toothpaste in like a big tub, oh. like a like a two or three gallon tub of toothpaste. That much? Oh, that's a yeah, lot. Yeah, like a big old tub that lasts you a long time. Apparently. That'll last you like a, a decade. lifetime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about how annoying it is to squeeze out the last bit of the toothpaste. That is yeah. true. I know, I know you know get about... to take like the putty knife and scrape the last yeah. bit of toothpaste. No, you just throw the whole toothbrush in there. You can scrape it. There around. you go. Yeah. There I you mean, go. you already use tooth blo- your toothbrush to like you know clean the floors and the corners of all your yeah the stuff. same one yeah exactly and so why not use it to clean out your toothpaste? You mean you use Cody's toothbrush to do? That? <laughs> well, yeah. I wasn't gonna say that on air. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Uh, ah, that's funny. Man. <laughs> thanks, Ryan. So, did you know that in Canada you buy milk in like bags? That's oh my gosh! Common, don't get me started. Pretty common knowledge. Oh, it's in disturbing. UK too, they have bag milk. Yeah. Really? Did you yeah. know that uh, people that live on the border, like near the border of Canada, um, Canadians? Like oh well, yeah, yeah, or but close, even closer to the border, even oh. closer to the border. I'm talking like Nooksack area, okay. um, like uh, Bellingham area up mm-hmm. there. Um, people, Canadians, will come down and like raid the grocery stores for milk. Why? The box form milk or like carton form no, milk? No, I really don't remember why. I know there's some sort of reasoning, but it's a uh, it's a thing. Like they, they drive there in their cars, or like yeah. they come down on moose with spears <laughs> just, like, over the grocery I'm store. Just, I, I'm I just imagining this here, I think. this like gangster cartel style uh, milk. milk raid. Yeah, <laughs> it's hey. not quite that bad. So they import milk and export maple syrup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Why, also, why do they need the American milk? I don't what remember. I wish I remembered. Okay. Uh, but I also know this is, I know a little bit more about this, kind of just a tiny bit. Um, in China, there was a really bad deal where there were formula, like baby formula producers, mm-hmm. and there was a big like recall on baby formula and i think a bunch of babies ended up dying from like tainted baby formula oh Oh, man yeah bad deal um and so now a lot of people from china import their baby formula so that way they don't 
just because there's like a huge scare over it, you know. Well, that's yeah. very understandable. Yeah, and so I think yeah. it's Australia that is like habitually out of baby formula because it gets like exported, like, exported all. Yeah, huh. yeah, or like you know, people come in and they buy it and send it back to their family or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, they do have all the emus down there. Right. Speaking of which, anybody know what? anything about the emu war? Yeah. The oh, what? Yeah. When was that? Like 1915, I think I, it was. Something horrifying. Oh, because yeah. isn't there some kind of there's some kind of commodity? Nope. With emus, no, so, no, they so were overpopulating, I think. Yep. And they yeah. were destroying uh, crops. Yep. And well, uh, I have no idea. I'm talking about ag- agricultural areas here, and the the farmers couldn't deal with them on their own. Yeah. And there were bounties on these emu. Is it emu or emus? What's the plural? Oh no! Help me. Probably emu. Look at Look at and plural. Yeah. Don't know. Emu. Uh, All right, Jamie. Anyway, emus wanted dead or alive. Uh, so so they um they, I think they had just got gotten out of a war recently, so they had a bunch of surplus, and uh, they went out and took their army and started chasing down these uh, emu. Mm-hmm. And on the first try, they were not successful. No. They, they lost badly. Like, yes. They had to run. <laughs> the emus right. fought back. The emus won. Well, they... Yeah, they charged. <laughs> they won what, the Like guys with guns. With machine yeah, guns. Th- they had the yeah. guns, and apparently the emus were just absorbing the bullets. It was like they were passing R- straight through them. Right. Like, that's, that is... Uh, that's a quote. Right. I think there was a, a quote from like a, a, an Australian general that said that if uh, humans had uh, machinery with the capacity to run as fast and uh, turn as fast as the emu, they'd be an unstoppable force or something <laughs> like that. Just ride the emus, man. Like, there yeah. you go. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of riding birds in uh, the Middle East... <laughs> In the Middle East, they have ostrich races where they actually ride the. You can ride an ostrich. Cool. What? That doesn't like break their little legs. They are they're big strong, animals. Hmm. I figured they're. They have, I figured these have like these spindly legs. Oh, I no. mean, there's. Oh, there aren't they like seven not, feet tall? There's a reason it's not popular tall, in America. Yeah, big. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny, Cody. Hey, it's, that's funny. Speaking of ostriches <laughs> in America. <laughs> There's an ostrich farm in Squim. There is, yeah. Yeah, there actually is. Yeah. I, I don't know. That. Uh, That's on Kitchen Dick Road. Something like that. Demonetized. <laughs> For the, uh, just like the eggs or? I have no idea, but and there's feathers, a barn. I think, too. There's What's that? Oh. Yeah, there was one um, outside of Tucson where I used to live. Huh. The Rooster Cogburn Ostrich Ranch. Yeah, see, it exists in North America. We don't have races, but. I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I heard that their eggs are like, they have enough like yolk and white in them where it's like a dozen chicken eggs At wow. least, or I more. Think. They're huge. They're, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. You have to like drill massive. them. You can't crack them. Ostrich are dangerous. Speaking of ostrich eggs, ostrich eggs are the largest single cell that exists on the earth. There's no bigger egg. I I love that fact. I was just going to bring up that fact. Oh, sorry. There's no bigger egg? Um, I don't think so. I think it's the biggest. Yeah, not anymore. Don't, this might sound really dumb, don't alligators lay eggs? Sure. 
Do they? They're smaller than that. Oh, though. yeah, yeah. They're, They're like really leathery eggs? Yeah. yeah. Something like they that? They don't have the hard shell, um, so they have to stay moist. Well, lots of reptiles lay eggs, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like snakes. Do they? I don't know. Snakes. Almost all. Turtles um, lay eggs. I'm not a zoologist. Turtles lay eggs. Um, some Turtles. rattlesnakes have live birth and oh, a few other snakes, but most of them lay eggs. Really? Some yeah. sharks lay... Oh, my gosh. Wait, no. How does that work? Ty- They're... They're split between, I think, that some of them lay eggs and some of them have live birth. And some of them have eggs that develop inside the womb, but then they hatch inside the womb. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. kind of horrifying to Strange. think about. Strange. Some of them even have, like, multi-chambered eggs, so some of the young will hatch inside the egg before the others, and they'll what? eat the other embryos <gasps> to be Whoa. stronger, I guess. That's terrifying. Yeah. Wow, nature's That's, pretty metal, actually. It really is. That's Very like much some uh, Ridley Scott, like alien type oh stuff. Right? Kind of. Yeah. You guys see Prometheus? Yeah. No. Yeah. I haven't seen Alien. I still need to watch that. You have yeah, not seen it's Alien. Pretty good. I'm sorry. It's like a classic, bud. I just watched uh, Blair Witch Project last night. Oh man. Oh, I've never seen. Oh, that. Really? I haven't seen that in so long. Honestly, it's kind of just like a project movie. You it know? was. It was. A fun watch. I, I was like a Sundance film. I really wasn't as scared as I thought it was going to be. Well, I think the thing about it is, for its time, it was one of the first like lost footage type yeah. movies, right? And yeah. so it was it was really kind of, in a way, groundbreaking for its time. Um, wasn't that's it all filmed I know about it. somewhat locally? Oh, I have maybe in Oregon. Maybe I think I don't that, know. that rings a bell. I could be t- completely wrong. But. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Hey Griffin! Oh my gosh! I was gonna ask you. Do you yeah. um down in there in Arizona where you resided for a while? Mm-hmm. Do you have any rattlesnake stories? Are there rattlesnakes down there? Uh, no. We're 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 fresh out of those now. Yeah, they they don't have them there anymore. Wait, that's true. No, there's. Oh. there's <laughs> 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 I was just gonna take never your word never for trust that. never trust Griffin. <laughs> I've seen a few. Um, actually, I've got a I've got a nice video of on uh of one on my uh, Instagram. Uh, Griffin Agencraft. Check it out. Check it yeah. out. Yes. Um, like a four or five footer um, crossing the trail where I used to work. Oh, so, man. Yeah, they get big. We had an interesting run. My uh, When I lived in Tri-Cities with my uncle, we had an interesting run in with a rattlesnake. It was under his house. Mm-hmm. And he was doing, he was changing like the skirting or whatever you call it, the stuff that like is around the house. Uh, he had like, his house was, it's like a modular kind of, home deal so it didn't have a, like a foundation and oh, so the right. rattlesnake was under like the frame of the house it's kind of like a never mm, like a crawl space it wasn't really a, it was open okay it was all open all around because he pulled all the skirting off of it uh, okay. so was it was like open a mobile from, home or on a yeah flat? it was kind of like okay. a mobile home but yeah. it was like a bigger one i guess yeah, like a double wide yeah, yeah, that's what he lived in. It was pretty pretty posh actually. It's quite the nice place. Yeah, yeah. Some serious property value there. Um, but there was a rattlesnake underneath it, and he was trying to like clean all this stuff out from underneath and do some kind of renovation work. And there's this rattlesnake under there, and he's like under the house, and then he hears it rattling. It's like right next to him. Oh dear. And my uncle has no fear apparently because um, he like came inside and told me it was down there. He's like, yeah, I want you to like. He's like, hold the shovel. So if it comes out, you need to kill it. And I'm like. What? Okay, no problem. Anything for you. And uh, he was underneath it with like a broomstick hitting the rattlesnake where it was laying. No fear. I'm not even joking. There's like no fear involved with this man. And I'm like, Gordo, you're you're scaring me. And he's like, he's like slapping this rattlesnake. And it's like, just like really angry. Did he kill it? 
I don't know what happened with it. I think it, we gave up and it left. Whoa. I think it, wow. it wasn't didn't feel very welcomed at that point. Well, yeah, probably course, not yeah. a good Airbnb review. <laughs> no, we might have gotten we might have gotten like a one or two star rating. Maybe Jeez, even man, removed from a Airbnb. Snake hook where I worked. What's that? We at least had like a snake hook where I worked. That would be good for him to have, but we just had like a spade shovel. What's know? a snake hook? Uh, well, it wasn't a snake hook. It was a snake grabber. It's like, like um, those things that you, old people have for reaching up places. There's like a mm-hmm. trigger on yeah. it and then like a pincer at the end. Yeah, I used to have one of those when I was like little, but that was just for fun. Yeah, you it's know? like I, a specialized one of those for grabbing snakes. Wow. They're, yeah. uh, I think they're usually pretty flat along the the um, main rod. The, the grabbing mechanism is pretty flat up against it. And then at the very end, there's like a notch, I believe. Yeah, it's got it's like a hook that. on the end. Yeah. Um, not to hurt them, just to get a hold of them so you can move them around. Wow. Okay. You learn something new every day. Have and you seen the, the video where there's that guy and there's all the... What are those snakes that have like the um, cobras? They have the... They have that like that that thick wide area right below their head. King cobra. Yeah. Like, like a king cobra and there's like this guy with this exhibit and this one like jumps at him and he smacks it. Wait, speaking of exhibit... <laughs> you seen that video? <laughs> you mean the guy that like made all those cars in that show... Pimp My Ride exhibit. Oh, exhibit. 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 Yeah, Pimp My Ride. That was such a funny show. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> back to the King Cobra. Well, this guy has like, he has some serious cojones because he like slaps the snake because it's disobeying him. And then the snake just like submits and just doesn't do it again. Huh. It's like, man, he's pretty comfortable with his job. Yeah, I don't know if I'd like to to do that. Well, isn't that Are you guy- guys scared of snakes? Um, I'm we don't... scared of them when I don't realize they're there. Mm. That's understandable. Yeah. When I first see one, I'm like, oh, geez. I'm like, oh, no, it's all right. That's... I think yeah, it, that's, that's like an innate human thing. Like, you can see a stick in the wrong position and be like, ah! You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. happens to me all the time, just walking around outside. Ah! The yeah. instinct when you feel something crawling on you, like that sort oh, of deal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have a snake, actually. Whoa. Yeah, I have really? a corn snake. Corn oh. snake. What's yep. his or her name? Uh. Rupert. That is the best name for a snake ever. Um, (laughs) Rupert, I love that. He's only about two feet long, I think. What do you feed, Rupert? Mice. Live or dead? Uh, Frozen. Frozen. Um, I think it's a little bit... What I've heard, it's it's a little bit dangerous for them to eat live mice. We were just talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, We were talking about that. Yep. The courthouse has a snake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Go back and listen to the old episodes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, the courthouse snakes. Yeah. Um, speaking of, so people getting accustomed to having the snake, isn't that kind of like a, a problem in the snake-owning community because people get like used to having the snakes and they get comfortable with it, but the snakes never really get comfortable with the people, and so that's when people get bit. It's because oh, they're, yeah. like, they're like, ah, yeah, whatever, and they're like, you know, in there doing their thing with the snake. Ah, oh, it's fine, and then the snake's like, no, this is not fine and, and I one day like they just you. snap yeah i'm not yeah, I, don't okay. think, I don't think snakes ever really bond with people no like other mammals do or birds not at all i geez i read a story on reddit i think it was about um a woman used to have a she had a big python or something and it would sleep in bed with her uh, why would you do something like that well some people have different tastes in pets anyway, i understand so most of the time it would sleep curled up, but then suddenly it started sleeping like stretched out right next to her. Oh. Uh. And so they called animal control and apparently 
it was like comparing its size to her body to see oh, if it could eat her. Oh, right. Man. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So that, they don't really get attached like yeah. we do, I think. That's a thing, right? Like they'll like crawl up right beside you to see, am I long enough to eat this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because hmm. if they're not long enough, then they'll just have to wait till they are. Yeah. What are you asking about spiders? Uh, I like spiders, no, man. Oh, I'm man. not a fan. Not a fan of spiders. Also, you know, I we had a spider incident in the Anderson compound home area in like like an hour ago. Yeah, it was a big spider. Oh wait, tell me about this. Oh, you were gone for the spider. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a big aggressive house house spider. Uh, really big one, probably uh, about uh, right by the fridge, half dollar size. And yeah, it, it had a knife. It was scary. It had a knife. <laughs> Very oh aggressive. My gosh. Uh, I just uh, threw a napkin over it and smacked it. Poor spider. Huh. The way I look at it is, like, would you rather have spiders or would you rather have flies and mosquitoes? And stuff right. Like I, I just don't <sighs> like them in the house. Well, no matter how many spiders there are, there's still mosquitoes. And the aggressive house spiders, th- I would they'll honest- get you, won't they? Like, they'll actually, like, bite you. and They're just spooky they looking. they smell fear. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've had them on my hands randomly. They, they jump on my hand, but they, didn't, they never bit me. Uh-huh. My wife always tells the story of... Um, she was cleaning out a horse trailer and one leapt out of the horse trailer mm. onto her leg and bit uh, her. Oh my gosh. No. I think they can just smell fear. Yeah. yeah. One time I uh hanging out we uh, cabin, okay? Mm-hmm. Um so, so I was in a cabin. Um and I was just chilling. I don't remember what I was doing. Maybe homework or something. Late at it was like eleven o'clock or something, and I was a very studious high school student, so um, doing homework out there, and then I felt something like on my shoulder, and I was like, "Oh, you know, like an itch or whatever, you know, whatever." So I brushed it off, but then when I went to brush it off, I like felt something. It was some weight. Yeah. You, oh no. You know, it was, and then I was like, "Oh my gosh, what?" Yeah. <laughs> but it was dark. So then I turned on the light and there's this big ugly orange spider. Oh. It was like like bigger than half dollar. I was and I was like, Yep, not sleeping out there tonight. <laughs> it was not a yeah. not very fun. No, Ugh. no, no, no. I would walk home. Yeah. <laughs> like I would start walking. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't like them. I don't like them. <laughs> no. It was like an orb weaver or something. I they have I, some funky colors. I don't know. I didn't like I didn't like stop to inspect it. Okay. I was like you I'm, didn't ask him his life story. No. <laughs> I, I I thought about it and then I ran instead. So yeah, yeah. The uh the brown recluse spiders can be kind of like an orange color and they can get really, really big. Do we have those here? I think those are the orange recluses is what you're thinking of. I don't know. Are you joking right now? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's so hard to tell with you. You're so deadpan. (laughs) Well, they might not be. I think they call them like a hobo spider. Is the the actual ones that we have around here, but they get misrepresented as uh, the brown recluse. But they can get kind of like a tan, creepy, huge... A we actually would see those in like the lake house that we would go to, like mm. same kind of cabin setting where it doesn't get. It's not like there's not people in there all the time, right? And they just kind of run amok. Yeah, they're not not allowed around there. No, I don't like that. Not at all. It was. Can uh, we talk about something else now? Yeah, you're the one that brought it up. I know. Drink <laughs> of the week. Drink of the week. This uh, week's drink of the week is uh, an old fashioned. 
Yeah, Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace. Yeah, I think we're sticking with brand names. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Instead of like specific uh, mixed drinks. Yeah, I love it in a. I love it in a in an old fashioned though. It's yes. Just not a huge fan of whiskey. I'm sort of building my palate to it, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. with that little sweetness to it, it uh, right makes it a little little easier. Quite Bu- delectable. Buffalo Trace is a bourbon, so that means its mash bill is at least 51% corn, and those bourbons tend to be a little bit sweeter, you know, so if you're looking to get introduced to a whiskey, um, bourbon might be the way to go because it's not as, uh, not quite as, like, spicy as a rye and not quite as uh, oily and, <laughs> uh, and uh, like fiery smoky as uh some scotches can be so yeah i would definitely go with a bourbon if you're looking to get into whiskey yeah yeah yeah, yeah. stick with the sweet All and right. then you can work your way back absolutely it's pretty good stuff yeah Pick up. and uh, are we just gonna follow it up with band of the week might as well all righty primus. Primus. primus is a crazy band yeah, uh, Les Claypool is kind of my idol. I was looking at pictures earlier, and I was like, huh, yeah. You know what? I think I have inadvertently kind of started to look like him because I've got glasses, and I started growing a beard, and I wear a hat all the time, and it's like, man, plus he plays bass, I play bass. He's one of the best bass players of all time. Yeah, I'm like a much less talented version. Of... I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. You're just working towards it. Oh, wow, Ryan. Way to look on the positive side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I try to do that. He, um, yeah, Les Claypool is kind of an eccentric character. Very. And he's, mm-hmm. he's had a bunch of different styles of, like, the way he carries himself, I guess. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, in a way, he's definitely got more of, like, the... He just wears like goofy stuff, like a beret or some kind of weird like hat. Right. Yeah. Big old beard, goofy like round Coke bottle glasses, and his mm-hmm. music is like kind of reflective of how, of how he is, because his his music's pretty eccentric. Yeah, very. And uh, I would say songs, Primus songs, um, too many puppies. Too many puppies. That's a good one. Jury was a race car driver. Jury was a crate. Yep, yep. That's a good one. Um, there, his songs get a little bit like. Out there and sometimes suggestive, even though, yeah, there's a lot of rather dub- suggestive. Yeah, there's some double entendres going on there. Tommy the Cat is a pretty funny one that has like a lot of uh, definite innuendo. Yeah, being yeah, thrown about. Right, but it's uh, it's it's especially if you're into bass, you gotta you gotta give it a listen because it's pretty. Uh, I mean, Les Claypool is one of the best bassists of all of all time. So him versus Flea though. Well, oh, that's that's the best Brady question to ask. They're completely different styles. So Very true. if you're looking for like slap bass, then Les Claypool takes the cake. Um if you're looking for more like pop kind of pop bass slash like, you know, funk, um Flea, yeah. Flea's your guy, right? I mean, it's just got to be. And who's the best for rock bass? Mm. Uh ooh 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 Getty Lee. Yeah. I mean it Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Getty Lee. Getty Lee of Rush. Um, that guy is a legend. I have his big, beautiful book of bass, and he's got he's got this crazy bass collection of, like, every year of Fender bass, um, both precision wow. and jazz, and it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, and I – so just, like, I've learned a lot from that book just by going through – and looking at 
all the pictures and you can see how all of the bases have evolved over time and like especially if you look at the headstocks those early headstocks were really um like thin and skinny and um i don't if you you guys know a little bit about guitars yeah and, yeah so you know that like big bubble on the end of a lot of fender yeah. instruments like yeah. that round feature yeah yeah it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. round um so if you go back they still had that but it was just kind of like a little bubble and then as time has gone on they've kind of featured that more prominently and the headstock has gotten more like almost almost more cartoonish in a way hmm. it's just yeah. gotten more like pronounced um so yeah yeah interesting very nice yeah it's so kind of like a little fibonacci sequence type like little movement whoa that's isn't, deep isn't the fibonacci sequence so cool yeah one one two three five eight well like the cur- the curve of 13 the, um like when they when they draw it, like the curve you see that curve a lot in like nature oh I yeah i was looking at i took a uh this funny picture of my dog's face the other day okay and um i was i was looking at it and like oh hudson you're such a dork and uh his nose the inside of a dog's nose has like a fibonacci sequence thing Really, um, it was kind of like this weird. Like I'm like, well, that's that looks like that curve in the Fibonacci. Yeah, sequence. the golden ratio. ratio. And uh, is there another fancy word for that that curve? Like that or spiral the ratio. I'm pretty sure the the golden ratio is what it's known as. Yeah, gotcha. Griffin, no. do you ever see that in nature and the things you deal with? Sure. Oh, yeah. like when he looks at me. <laughs> okay, Cody. <laughs> what? Yeah, and like um like a cross section of a nautilus shell, uh, the spiral inside uh-huh. a lot of shells, or okay. um the spiral in um the seed head of a sunflower i think it's it's because it's just the most efficient algorithm for expanding a spiral with the least amount of i guess material, material input yeah ah sure i think that's why it is it's not i don't think it's a supernatural well, right yeah it's it's just like a feature of nature yeah right it's just the best way to do that sort of thing right it's like he kind of he was just describing something that already existed. It wasn't like he came across something that was like this unholy, like holy or unholy, depending on how you look at it, (laughs) you know? Um, Yeah. 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 Do you guys like, do you guys like video games? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Of course. Which one? Video games are all right. What's your favorite one? Um, I really, really like, um, I really like, Fallout series and and like Elder Scrolls series, yeah, a yep. lot. Um, I really don't like very many other games other than those. Even I like the old Grand Theft Auto games, even with all the Bethesda bugs. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah, that kind of is it's not a bug; it's a feature. Exactly. Yeah, where they're like they like float through the ceiling and like their head spins upside down. <laughs> like wow, it's almost like this game was rushed. What was that thing with the trolls? Like you used to be able to use the trolls to like quick travel or something like they would smack you up into the sky oh giants oh maybe giants yeah and do you know what i'm talking about i don't know yeah i know what you're talking okay okay griffin explain yeah in skyrim yeah well i don't know the details i've just seen footage of it there's a uh there's a um shout which is a type of spell in the game and it makes you invulnerable for a certain period of time and I'm I'm not familiar with this with this uh, particular way of fast traveling, but if I were to do it, this is how I think it would go. <laughs> so you shout, and then the giant smacks you, and then you fly uh, 
Like way up into the air is probably yeah something probably like that does. something like yeah. that the collision physics in that game are pretty messed up yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was watching some uh like really recently I was watching some speedrun videos do you guys ever watch like speedrun yeah. oh my gosh it's kind of taken over YouTube yeah have you, you guys know? seen they're the, so the fascinating portal speedruns the portal speedruns are, yeah. are crazy insane absolutely yeah. nuts um because there's they're using these they're not really glitching I mean they're just using these methods that are in the game of like they'll they'll walk into like a portal and they'll fire another one and then walk back through the one they just fired and then they like can go across the entire arena or map. Yeah. Oh wow. The portal speed like some guy beat the game in like thirteen minutes or something. Jeez. That's nuts. Um that might be a wrong number, but um I was watching one where some guy beat the entire quest line of Skyrim in like thirty minutes. Wow. Or maybe less. And he, he employed this he employed this bug where you ride a horse off this like one particular little cliff <laughs> and and then you like quick save and then load the save and the the horse like glitches off the cliff and then you get off the horse and then you like you fly into the air and you can just you can run at supersonic speeds like to wherever you need to go wow and you'll like you'll like run over a town and then fast travel to the town and then you like complete oh. the objective Super weird. I don't know how people figure that stuff out. Right. Interesting. I, I think it's always fascinating when people use aspects of the game that you wouldn't necessarily think of, like pausing and saving and reloading or intentionally dying in order to be like uh, teleported to a different place. You know, it's like, whoa, that is that's yeah. some creativity there. I love know? the I... pursuit of perfection that goes with it. Right. Oh, yeah. right. Shaving off seconds and yeah. Fractions of seconds. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, I, uh, go ahead. I, I watched one where it was the developers of Half-Life 2 watched uh, a Half-Life uh, 2 <laughs> part one oh, speed run. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would like fly across the map. And one of the guys was like, well, there, there was like three weeks of work that they just completely bypassed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That happens a lot in speed runs when you watch. There is it IGN? Or something that has that whole series of like the developers watch speedrunners and they, uh, yeah, they're like, well, yeah, they just skipped the entire game that we (laughs) (laughs) like. We spent like hours and hours and hours on this cutscene, but they're not stopping to watch it, you know, like they don't care about the dialogue, but oh, it was an unskippable cutscene. They figured out a way to skip it or (laughs) to not trigger it in the first place, right? Yeah, (laughs) and also like. Sometimes people will play the Japanese version of the game just because the dialogue is a little bit quicker. Yeah, just or a little bit wow, quicker. Yeah. Just a little bit quicker. <laughs> but there's also some special characters that show up in um, in Japanese games that allow you. I think like certain Zelda games. This is um, the case where you have to create your save file as a certain um, as a certain name. Because then they do some like backdoor manipulation of the code in a way, um, hmm. and that allows you to beat the game super fast. It's wild, and huh. I wouldn't be able to describe it very well. But yeah, it's uh, check it out. It's just it's just amazing. Speed Do you guys running. ever play uh, Ocarina of Time? I never have. Really? That's kind of before my time. I played it on an emulator for PC. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't a gamer back when that came out. Um, super interesting game. Lots of really good mechanics. That's the with the deco tree. Um, yeah, 
and then uh, the ocarina lets you sort of manipulate the environment as you learn different songs right so there's certain areas that aren't accessible unless you have like a song you can play i i played a little bit of uh, ocarina of Time. actually there's um i just found on youtube the someone did like a prog rock remix of the, oh, the that soundtrack. is awesome nice. it's absolutely incredible if you like video games and video game music and prog rock yeah like it's yeah. unbelievably good um, one, of, one of my uh what were you gonna say there brady oh i was just gonna ask what kind of emulator you use oh i can't remember this was years ago oh, okay no yeah. worries dolphin that's an emulator is that an emulator oh i yeah. thought you were just talking i thought you wanted to talk about dolphins no uh it's an emulator oh, okay okay ryan um one of my favorite soundtracks from one of my favorite games from like the olden days um or at least for me have you guys ever heard of shadow of the colossus Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've heard of yeah. That. Oh my gosh, you guys have to play that you game. You have to fight Man, like I... these giant like they're giants. That yeah? game is so insanely ahead of its time and the way that I like the very first time I ever heard about it or, or like played it was I was uh my uncle that I stayed with when I was in college in Tri-Cities Rattlesnake guy. Uh we were just talking about a minute ago. He uh, I used to hang out with him a lot like on on weekends when I was like a little kid, like first second grade. And he had this like subscript. He bought a PlayStation and got this like subscription or PlayStation Two and got the subscription of something. And he would get these like demo games in the mail. And I remember like one day this demo disc of Shadow of the Colossus showed up, and it w- you can only play like the very first Colossus. And I remember playing it and like I had never seen anything like so insane and ahead of its time out of like a video game because the graphics for like 2004 were insanely beautiful. And they, it still huh, is playable yeah. and holds up to today's standards. Yeah, demo games are something that I haven't thought about in a long time. Like, yeah. I forgot that those existed. Apparently, that demo disc, if, yeah. if I still had it, I might. They go for, like, a ton of money on eBay now. Oh, Because they're really rare. <laughs> but it, I don't know if I still have mine. But apparently, they're really valuable. Do you, do you remember when McDonald's, I think, you could get, like certain games from mcdonald's no yeah Yeah, i think it was you know the movie treasure planet yeah oh yeah Yeah. that was one of my favorites as a kid yeah that's a great movie um and you could actually for a a certain period of time um mcdonald's was giving out treasure planet like game discs with your happy meal <laughs> it was that's pretty sweet yeah and i was like oh man i gotta i think i had like three out of four of them or something and i was like we gotta go back we gotta go back we gotta yeah. get the last one um <laughs> but i i don't know I don't, I don't remember that i don't remember you've unlocked a, a hidden memory <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that, that i mean just like using discs instead of downloading everything like that's crazy you know yeah thinking back and discs are pretty recent um i mean that's yeah relatively yeah versus floppy discs yeah cartridges or cartridge yeah yeah and then quickly we moved on to uh pretty much everything moved to usb and then pretty much everything moved to uh cloud storage cloud storage which makes things really complicated for like secure servers that yeah. can't connect to the internet. Um, yeah, it makes things really difficult because if you can't connect to the internet, then how do you get the software on the computer that you need right. to get? Yeah. Right. It's, it's also not- sort of a weird like legal territory because when everything's right. on the cloud, like you don't physically own anything. Right. Like I subscribe to Apple Music, 
not a shout out. I just like listening to lots of different types of music and I don't want to pay too much for it. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Yep, we are on Apple Podcasts. Separate from Apple Music. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, so you pay a fee, you can listen to anything that you want, but you don't actually own any of that music. Like if you stop subscribing, it's gone. Right. Right. So it's a lot different than like buying things on iTunes or getting an actual CD. Mm-hmm. And if you're paying for your data, then you're using your data to listen to it. Yeah. So you're renting content as opposed to buying it. Right. And it's a good yeah. way to put it. You know, it's uh similar with like Kindles and stuff. Um is once you right. once you get rid of it, then it's gone. But so what I've what I've done is if I if I read a book on uh through an e reader, then just trying to be all inclusive all the e-readers out there oh, just yeah. kindle all three uh, of them <laughs> then i'll i'll purchase the book in in physical in physical form so it can sit on my bookshelf right and that's something that i've kind of heard as well just so like just because it's on the internet that doesn't mean it will exist in that form forever as well because people go back in and like shadow edit stuff yeah. i think i've heard of songs on spotify um like they exist in one form and then if you go back and listen to it a couple years later you're like wait this isn't quite how i remember yeah, it and it's because changed. they've they've like they've actually ed- they've changed the song they've re-uploaded it um so it's kind of it's kind of crazy it is kind of crazy i like to i like to have all my music on my phone so no matter where i'm at if i'm driving over some mountain pass somewhere and I don't have internet, I can always listen to music. Yeah, yeah, actually downloaded. So do you have it downloaded to your, like actually to your phone as an MP3? Yep, on my on my phone storage. Yeah, gotcha. It's all all there all the time. Right, yeah. Cause I'm still rocking the iPhone 6, so I only have like 32 gigs of storage. Oh, that's, that's for an 6. iPhone 6, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Like that had to have been probably the close to the max storage for the time i think it probably was yeah 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 although like five or six gigs of that is random storage for the iphone system right so. yeah the pet peeve with all phones yeah they They're sell like, it as a huge amount of storage uh-huh. but you don't really get to use all of it no never does and your battery still work mm. or do you get like two two hours of battery yeah it works when it's plugged into a charger yeah. oh okay. yeah and it works yeah. great okay yeah, yeah. okay well, and uh, didn't Apple get sued for like uh, <laughs> planned obsolescence? Basically, basically that's what it was. Yeah, yeah that's literally their business model, <laughs> <you know? laughs> more or less. Yeah, yeah, they would they would program their they would somehow program so the batteries would even though the battery could still have a certain amount of capacity, it wouldn't accept the full capacity over time. And you're, it's like, oh, my battery's going bad. I need a new phone, and then they sell a new phone. I think it has it has to do with updates. So okay. when they plan they they plan the update for like the best phone um but that means that the older phones that don't have as good battery life will get uh like you just can't use them as well and it'll yeah. force you to update right in and order you to can't go back right in order to continue using the phone you essentially are forced to update Which... and then when you're forced to update it destroys your battery life. So. Which part of that, though, in their defense, is uh, it's security related right. as well. Yeah. Uh, if if you don't update the the phone, then um, you're you know, at risk for a lot of security flaws. Yeah, that's true. Well, sp- speaking of security flaws, goodbye Adobe Flash. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna cry. 
Um, apparently that was the main reason why they got rid of Flash. It's just because it was so hard to keep up with the security updates. Um, and now they recommend you just completely get rid of Flash because there's way too many vulnerabilities now. So yeah. no more miniclip.com games. Yeah, rest in peace. Addictinggames.com. Yeah. Uh-huh. In my childhood, it's gone forever now. Yeah. I know. It's really sad. You guys ever make like those little Flash animations when you were a kid? I had this uh, stick figure animation software on my on my dad's computer, and I would make like these like stick figure guys like do backflips and then like die. <laughs> <laughs> like blow up it's probably a little uh, window similar to teenage ryan's psychology there <laughs> <laughs> no it was, it was like eight-year-old ryan yeah brady do you, re- do you remember that website it was like destroy a website oh yeah. yeah oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. yeah right uh, it, you, could, you could like bomb the website or like like put acid on it and yeah and burn it Un- Memory unlocked right there. Wow. <laughs> that was ancient. I feel like you could play that on like cool wait, what was what was the monkey games? Like <laughs> <laughs> Monkey Games. Oh addicting games. Addicting yeah, games. Yeah. They they're, they're There's little, the monkey, yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Addicting games. I think that was probably where we first came across it. You guys ever play like the um oh man, what was that called? There's like the falling sand and there uh <gasps> one of the sand Oh my god. Yeah, you remember that wait, one? What? I haven't thought of that in forever. Me neither. It's, it's like these, it's like this falling sand game. It's like these particles falling. Yeah. And one of them is like fire or magma, and uh-huh. one of them is like nitroglycerin, and one of them is dirt or like, and you can build. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. You can like mix them together, oh, so you could like cool. mix like the lava and the water, and it would create stone. And yeah, and you yeah, could yeah yeah you could um y- yeah and like different materials would react like. There was oil, and the oil would obviously like float on water. Right. But well, some things would float on the oil. What was that called? I don't even remember. I don't someone, remember either. Someone contact us, please. 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 If you remember us. what that's called, email the falling us. Falling sand. Or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. And I think those were like a those were like a Java. They ran off yeah. Java. Yeah. Yeah. So it should still be functional if I'm it exists. To try to find and that tonight. We we might as well plug right now. Uh, if if. You know what it is, or if you want to be our next guest on the podcast, or if you want to let us know how we're doing, or uh, if you just want to contact us and talk to us, then we'll be your friend. We really will. We'll be your friend. We got to meet you first. But go to impairedupstairs.com and go to the contact us page, and there's a format all laid out for you. Just follow the prompts. Or you can email us directly at info at Mm impairedupstairs.com. We also have an Instagram which is at impaired upstairs. We have a Twitter, which is at impaired up STRS and a Snapchat. Now that is at impaired up STRS. Yeah. We're getting, we're getting like flooded with communication. So hit us up. We are. Yeah. It's no, it's great. I I really loved uh, talking to everybody so far. So, uh, just, uh, just reach us. Um, Please let us know the name of that game. Yeah. That also reminds me of Line Rider. Do you remember Line oh, Rider? Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. No, Griffin, no, no, no Line no, Rider. Not, not me, no. Maybe that was a little after your time. Maybe. I remember playing that Damn when old. I was six or seven or eight. Yeah, that game was so fun. So fun. I, and do you remember the ones that were like the automatic, basically? You just pressed play, and it would automatically, like, the guy, yeah, you didn't have to... It was a pre-drawn, like... Because yeah. you can draw the lines that this little guy on, like, a... 
sled. It's like a little dude well, on a sled. There were different it ones. There was like a, a unicycle. There was a bicycle. There were like I think default is a bicycle. Yeah. So there were all sorts of different vehicles you could ride. Um, and then so for those automatic ones, you just pre-select the right uh, vehicle, and then you can ride it, and it would automatically take you through the course. It was is so cool. Very. It's kind of cool. like do you do you know uh, Happy Wheels? Oh, Happy Wheels, yes. Yeah. It's kind of similar to that. Ki- kind of similar to Happy Wheels, but it was, I think I think it was even more fun than Happy Wheels, despite, like, you How didn't die. How insanely or... fun Happy Wheels was back right. when we were 13. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <sighs> All my early gaming days were the uh, the preloaded games on the Windows 95. Oh, yeah. oh, like the pinball? Yeah. No, that was XP. Oh. That was even later. Oh, Solitaire? Wow. What did uh, they, they have had on? Solitaire? They had Chips Challenge, um, Free Cell, Minesweeper, Spider Solitaire, Spider Solitaire. Um, Tetris was my favorite though. Tetris came on the preloaded on the ninety five. Oh really? Oh, yeah. yeah, I used to spend hours playing that. I was so good at it. Was Snake on there? Uh, no Snake. Um, there was like Pipe Dream, which is like um, you control liquid thro- flowing through these pipes and you mm-hmm. have to choose the right piece of pipe to keep the liquid from spilling oh. out you hmm. guys ever play bioshock one <gasps> yeah you know the hacking yes. mini game That's okay maybe when you uh, like hack a turret or whatever it has the, okay yeah the liquid flowing yes. through yeah and you have to route it y- yeah, yes. yeah 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 that's based on uh pipe dream oh, oh okay. yeah 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 so you you have to like click the little thing Click the pipes and they'll rotate. Yeah, you change out the tiles to get the one that'll continue gotcha. to flow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cody, do you remember uh, for a little while, like a couple weeks, there was this guy on Twitch that was playing Minesweeper? Yeah. Yeah, and he was like incredibly good. Oh, yeah. Like check out, check out, um, like I, I don't know if they're professional Minesweeper players, but like... It's insane. Minesweeper speedrun. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It actually is. It's Minesweeper sw- speedrun, and they like. It's a. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like I'm pretty. You know those nonograms. Nonogram. Do you know what nonograms are? What is that? Uh, it's not worth getting into if you don't know what it is. Oh, you just got to be in the. You got to be yeah, in the know. Brady's pretty good at nonograms. I'm. I consider myself quite good at nonograms. What so is a nonogram? Uh, okay. So imagine a grid, like a five by five grid. Yeah. Okay. So then, above or on the side of each of the rows or columns, there's numbers. Okay. And those numbers represent how many um, selected blocks, quote-unquote selected blocks, in a row there are. So in a 5 by 5 grid, if there's a 5, that means every um, every block in that row will be selected. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So then um, you use those numbers to determine how to solve the puzzle, and they make pictures. It's, oh, okay. Uh, okay. I think of it as kind of like Sudoku. It's kind of like it's kind of like similarities. Yeah, it's kind of like Sudoku, um, except there's the rules are a lot different. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty good at that. I think I have 
uh, I've solved like 3,300 of them so far. Wow. So, wow, no need to flex on <laughs> So you, You've got to be like top 100 in the world. I don't know. I would... I I got I actually got a game on Steam that's nonograms and it's it's absurd. Like I solve them really quickly, especially the so the the grids get larger. There's like five by five grid. There's a ten by ten grid, and it goes up to usually like thirty by thirty is the maximum grid size. Because if it gets larger than that, it's just like you don't need any more than that to make it the picture that you're looking right. for, right? Um, and so yeah, sometime I'll show you. I'll show you my nonogram skills, but I'm pretty quick. I'm pretty quick. And I know, like, so you know how with Sudoku, there's certain rules you have to follow. Yeah. Um, and, like, you have to think about the rules to figure out, oh, this should go there, that should go there. So with the nonograms, I'm to the point where I really don't have to think about the rules anymore. I just, they're just like, I know the right. rules, you know? <laughs> And so I'm I'm not I'm not bad. I'm nonogram not bad. god. Wow. Yeah. Not to straight up no life these nonograms here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean essentially, yeah. Essentially, yeah. It's like I used to um when I had like a little bit of downtime, I'd read, but now I start I've started solving these nonogram puzzles and I'm like I don't know. I I really love puzzles. I'm a puzzle guy. Um and so yeah, those nonograms just speak to me. There's other names for it too, but I can't remember. I don't know. I always love a good brain workout. Ah, uh, yeah. I definitely need it sometimes. Yeah. Especially when you get old, I think it's the older you get, the more important it is to solve puzzles because it keeps you sharp. You know. Yeah, Absolutely. when you're young, they you're... say uh, learning a new skill is the best way to do that. Oh, that like makes just, sense. Just to constantly learn something, how to do something new. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, speaking of doing things new. Um, Griffin, mm. have you been doing much woodworking lately? No, not lately. Um, the only woodworking I've been doing is uh, refinishing my kitchen cabinets. Oh, great. Yeah, they've got like this clear varnish on it, which is, I don't know. I don't like the glossy finish on wood. I think it looks kind of tacky. Okay. Um, so I'm sanding them, and I got some whitewash stain at the store, but I'm not happy with it. Um. Mm. It didn't give me the look I was going for, so I have to get a different stain. You're just keeping it like a natural wood top. Yeah, I want the I want the wood grain to show through, but I want it to be pretty white. Um, okay. So not not painted, but the the stain that I have just makes it look like slightly lighter colored wood, which we're already having wooden countertops. There's gonna be a lot of wood in the house, so yeah. I don't want to go too crazy. Yeah. Gotta find that balance. Yeah. So. Totally. I've when I would do woodworking, I was always a fan of like an oil finish mm-hmm. or something that didn't like a polyurethane finish. It puts its own kind of plasticky, which is good because it it's more like you know resistant to moisture and yeah. things. Yeah, I bought some matte polyurethane, not gloss polyurethane. There you go. So it so, still kind of has the protective yeah, value. I'm hopeful that that'll look nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean. Nice. Yeah, yeah you just got to have like a like a like a piece of test subject type wood to yeah to put i on. did one cabinet door so far and i just wasn't happy with it so gotta go back and get something different gotcha uh, gotcha gotcha i really like danish wood oil for the danish oil is really cool. yeah 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 really dark dark um i like just the natural finish 
Okay. Um, okay. I remember uh, Danish oil being really dark, but that might have just been. I think it's just what we had. What we had at the yeah. at the Port Angeles High School wood shop. Yeah. Yeah. There's different pigments. I think. What the makes one I like is no pigment. It just makes it look. Um, I don't know. Like I guess when you get a stone wet and it brings out the color, that's kind yeah. of the idea of how it looks I on see. the wood. Gotcha. What makes Danish oil different from any other kind of oil? Like, it, does it r- derive from uh, Danish people? Yeah. <laughs> what country is Danish? <laughs> you know, Denmark. Denmark. There we go. <laughs> If vegetable oil is made out of vegetables, <gasps> and canola oil is made out of canola. <gasps> what is baby oil made out of? <laughs> no, asking the hard questions. That's something really strange about the English language that I've been thinking about lately. Is that when you have um, two nouns put together, there's not always a distinction as to which one is modifying the other. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, baby oil, is it oil for babies, or is it oil <laughs> made from babies? <laughs> right. <laughs> ant spray, is it spray to get rid of ants, or do the ants make it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, made from ant, ant juice. Formic acid. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Formic acid. What is that? Ooh, there's these ants, um... And they're, I think they're called bombardier ants. Uh, those are the beetles, I think. Oh. Okay, anyway, there's a certain kind of ant. Um, and they'll basically, like, explode themselves in order to defend their hive. Um, oh. And they have, like, acid in yeah, them? they have acid in them. And I think it's called formic acid. And uh, it, it'll, like, it hurts, apparently. I don't know. It comes, I think, from the Greek word for ant is where that comes from. Yeah. I don't know. Like the form links from... Formix. Huh? From... What? Ender's Game. Ender's Game. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Orson Scott Card. Actually, Orson Scott Card had a different name for the ant creatures, but the movies came up with a different one because his term was not PC in the United Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. He called them like, they were like bugs. But anyway, not, not PC. Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Speaking of oil. Yes. We were talking about this. um, I've been reading this book recently called Moby Dick. You might've heard of that book. Oh, it's a rather popular American novel about whaling. Is that perhaps a new book? Right. It's um it actually came out um a few months ago. No. It's uh it came out like uh a few decades, decades a yeah. century like, ago. Like a century ago. Yeah. The late nineteen hundreds. I think it was like the early yeah, the late nineteen hundreds, yeah. <laughs> that was a, a a slip up for me earlier. Yeah, the late nineteen hundreds. No, the late eighteen hundreds, uh, but it's a book about catching whales and how that used to be a big part of the United States economy was whale oil or as they called it, sperm oil, because it would come from sperm whales. Hmm. And uh, we were talking about this earlier, but what's super, super interesting is that you would, you would think that whaling has been, it's subsided for like the past few decades, or like it's been go- done for a while. Right. It's like, who, who uh, we're not allowed to fish for whales anymore, but apparently there were vehicles that used whale oil in their automatic transmissions up until the 1970s. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, isn't that kind of crazy? <laughs> I, I know, especially we just talked about it earlier. So like all the shock value is gone, but um, that's that's crazy. It's like a natch. It's a it's a natural oil from an animal mm-hmm. that they used in cars 
up until like 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. Right. It's just bizarre. I know. Isn't that crazy? How do you, like, it's obviously, it's technically a renewable resource, but it's a bit cruel the way that it has to be. Well, it's interesting because, like, which is worse for the environment, you know? Killing whales, Mm -hmm. which is awful and sad, of course, but then you also have these really toxic chemicals. Yeah. I mean, you have running oil refineries to make automatic transmission fluid. That's not good for anybody either. And the whole concept of a renewable resource is kind of, it's not super straightforward because, like, it really just depends on what timeline you're looking at, right? Yeah. So if you're looking yeah. at, like, millions and millions of years, then oil's a renewable resource, right? But, um, but you, yeah, it's not... It's hard, it's hard to pinpoint, um, l- like you said, on a time frame basis. Right. Because there are all kinds... Everything's renewable in a way, but in our lifetimes versus over like you said millions of years right i some one thing that's probably not really a renewable resource is like helium right cuz you have to and hydrogen well hydrogen's uh, a little bit easier because you can you get it from splitting water yes. but helium i mean that's usually found in pockets underground right yeah. and so then really yeah, yeah so if you release not just in balloons yeah oh i th- <laughs> and there's a helium shortage, actually, um, and it's going to be a big problem because we need it for MCAT machines, and it's really important for a lot of like medical, a lot of medical supplies. Yeah, wasn't it the U.S. government? So you're telling me that people don't farm balloons for helium? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we're going balloon hunting we're today. Not, we're not growing. We're low on our helium supply. <laughs> well, okay, I'm sorry. we don't have factory farms for balloons. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know that game, like, Balloons Tower Defense? Oh, man. Yeah, that, that's a little known fact. That's actually the largest use of helium that we yeah. do. <laughs> no. That's it, balloons. We should protest it. I'm like, Those darn stop monkeys. Using, stop using all our helium. Those darn monkeys. Anyway, um, so what, what were you saying, Griffin, about... Well, I think that... Um, the U.S. government is responsible for the majority of helium manufacturing or mining, wherever they get it from. I, I would believe that. And I th- I heard this a couple of years ago is that they're going to stop doing it, which means that helium reserves are just not going to be available. Right, which is, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Um, Yeah, you you need helium for, like, MCAT machines. Um, and you know, those are some things that we use for our, uh, health. health. Yeah. And so if that goes away, then I don't know. Helium's going to get really expensive eventually. Apparently invest in helium, invest in helium. That's why I've been stocking up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Griffin. You guys ever see the movie moon? No, no. Um, Mm -hmm. It's about a guy mining helium on the moon. He's like all by himself and sees some crazy stuff happening on the moon. Huh? Very interesting indie film. Yeah. Wow. Does he have a high pitched voice the entire time? Mm, I can't remember. Can we speed it up so he does? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cody. So, so what I was going to say about helium, though, is that essentially once you use it, it's gone, right? Because it just escapes into the atmosphere. It's an then, element, so you can't, and it doesn't naturally occur, does it? No. Other than like in deposits? Right, exactly. Yeah, it's so, only created by nuclear fusion. Right, um. and we haven't gotten to the point where we can do nuclear. Wait, yes, N- we we can do fission, but we can't do fusion. No, fusion is possible. That's what modern nuclear reactors use. 
and like the hydrogen bombs are fusion. Are they? Um, yeah. I oh gosh, I forget. Because a, a nuclear physics. explosion is a fission reaction. Uh, the early ones were okay, but the hydrogen bombs that were invented, I want to say in the sixties or seventies, um, are nuclear fusion. Gotcha. Yeah. So they don't require um, whatever it is, U-238 or something like that. Right. It's um, hydrogen atoms being smashed together. So it's actually releasing the energy trapped in the nucleus of the atom rather than a really large, the bonds of a really large atom like uranium. Because it creates E. So, you know, E equals MC squared, Mm. right? So you're actually converting, you're converting the mass in, I think, electrons I think. into energy yeah yeah but the speed of light squared so c is the speed of light okay and then you when you square that that's a really 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 big number you know yeah you, you, three times 10 to the eighth meters uh. per second is the speed of light um and then when you square that it's a very 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 big number yes yeah um so anything times that is a lot of energy. Yeah. And you can actually convert back and forth between energy and mass. They're not completely um, separate from each other as you would like traditionally think. Yeah. Is that not just insane to think about? Like you can just interchange between uh, matter and energy. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. Really? Because it was always kind of in the rule book that they're like a separate thing. Well, and observationally you experience them as completely separate. Right. It's weird to think that they're at some level made of the same stuff. And right. That's equivalent exchange? It's equivalent exchange. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, Is that from Full Metal Alchemist? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Nerds. Nerds. Um, the other terrifying thing to think about is that biochemically, everything, um, m- like, there isn't. All of the reactions that happen in your body uh, just continue to contribute to the heat death of the universe, essentially. Right. Entropy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not. Uh, well, the uh, fact that we're alive at all is kind of against entropy. Right. Re- yeah. It's really. I don't like to think about that because when I think about that, I get like scared. Like legitimately, you have an kind of crisis. yeah, yeah. It's it gets really disturbing in a way. Yeah, it, it's like thinking about okay. If you think about it, the universe really shouldn't exist. Like, what if we're getting really philosophical? We're here. getting yeah. into this, aren't we? Uh, I don't know, but j- j- sp- hold on. Spend five seconds. Okay. And- Think about absolute nothing. Like, like n- I'm not saying the absence of like oxygen or the absence of light. I'm think I'm talking about like the absence of all mass and energy and everything. Just yeah. think. Take five seconds and think about that. That's scary. You that think, should scare you. You think of the color black, kind of. Right, but it's worse than that. But it's worse than that, yeah. It's it's way worse than that because it's like the color black wouldn't even exist. There would be no perception of the color black. Yeah. Well, that's the whole idea is that 
we can't possibly imagine something we could never experience, right? Yeah, right. There's no perception in a universe where nothing exists. Right. So, but if you think about like, okay, in the beginning there was a sen- there was nothing. Mm. I mean, if you think about that from a scientific standpoint, in the beginning there was nothing. That's a scary thought. Yeah. And so for me, that's where that's where the like dividing line between science and religion starts Mm. like i'm a scientist so like i you know i believe in science but at some point you have to have some sort of philosophical like concept for like answering things you can't answer with science right like eventually you just have to like make it through your day without thinking about well how how did all of this start you know yeah yeah and and I know that's sort of a gap of the gods argument where you're like, okay, well, since science hasn't understood, we don't have an answer for this through science. So it must be God or it must be some higher power. And like, I get that that's not a wholly convincing argument, but at this point, I, I mean, I don't know. It, I don't, I don't think that God or a higher power is any less of a, like, of a reasonable um any less plausible right exactly right. Yeah. yeah exactly i don't know i i feel like the other side of that argument is that historically there were so many so many observations about the universe that were explained through something supernatural right and then of course as we explain more through the scientific method the amount of things of that nature that we don't understand gets a little bit smaller Right, yeah. And so it seems reasonable to assume that at some point you would have a scientific explanation for basically everything, right? Because that would follow the pattern of learning more and more and would, in my mind, reduce what could be explained. There will always be the unexplainable. I, I agree with you in theory, but then it's like, it's there are some things that science hasn't explained and until oh, yeah. and until it explains those i don't think that it rules out not even the supernatural but i don't know okay so like for example um there's like the multiverse theory right mm. and i don't find the multiverse theory any more um any more compelling than a like and maybe this is just because i don't know enough about the multiverse theory you know like maybe there's more to it other than oh well just like yeah there's lots of multi there's lots of universes out there that exist and ours just has flown in from a different universe and you know through wormholes or whatever um um but I don't find that theory any more compelling than like a a higher power, be whatever that is, you know. Like, and so I, I tend to operate based on like I don't know. It's it's really difficult because I guess you could say like, oh yeah, multiverse. If that's what you choose to believe in, then that's what you choose to believe in. But I don't think philosophically there's no um 
I don't find a lot of good that comes out of the multiverse theory. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think what you're getting at is sort of that it is still a choice as to what your beliefs are. Right, yes. That there's no there's no one truth for everyone. Yes, yes, yes. So, and I think at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if you believe in a scientific theory for the creation of the universe or a religious one because it doesn't really affect your life. I mean, well, yeah, I hate that's to be true. blunt about it, but, and, you know, I enjoy wondering about these big questions, of mm. course. But at the end of the day, you're, it's not going to change tomorrow for you very much, depending on which path you choose as mm-hmm. far as the origin of your life and the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, for example, there's a pretty compelling scientific argument that we live in a simulation. Yeah, but I've heard that. Yeah. That's not going to change how I do my day tomorrow yeah right well what was it you're more likely to live in a si- simulation than yeah. you are to not well, live in the sim- simulation if you think about how <laughs> relatively <laughs> how infinite the universe is and we are at a point in technology where we're pretty close to making a simulation that is indistinguishable from reality so and we're at a not a amazingly high level of technology at least we haven't developed this high of technology over millions of years it's been a relatively short time period very short so if you think about the number of civilizations that could have occurred in an infinite universe over 13 billion years that could reach our level of technology within 10,000 years then it's highly likely that there are a virtually infinite number of civilizations that have created simulations that are identical to reality which means that mathematically it's almost impossible that we do not live in a simulation. Yeah. But that's so wow. The the for me <laughs> for me the like sticking point is if you believe that we can get to the point where you can actually create a simulation that is in indistinguishable from reality you know Neuralink is coming (laughs) Elon Musk is coming (laughs) maybe we all just live in Elon Musk's brain (laughs) (laughs) oh god no if it was anyone it would be him (laughs) (laughs) even his tweets aren't that good man (laughs) man. what's that one with the deer at the bottom of the oh He was on the podcast, and he, there was this deer that was not our podcast. <laughs> uh, That'd be one cool. Day. Maybe yeah. one day. Excuse me. He was on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, and there was this deer that um, got into the swimming pool and couldn't get out, and it was sitting at the bottom of the pool, and he just could not stop laughing <laughs> about this image. Of this. Wow. That's uh, <laughs> it's dark. It's kind of messed up. Yeah, really. Yeah. He just found some kind of humor in it. He just couldn't contain himself. <laughs> Wasn't he on like the like PewDiePie's like meme podcast or something I, like that? I, I thought he was on no. meme review, wasn't it? Maybe yeah. I think it was meme review. I think you're right. Anyway, um, okay. The other thing I was gonna say is just, just hmm. you were saying it doesn't really matter because it doesn't affect our day to day life. And that is true to some degree. That's the pragmatist in you. Yeah. Um, and I agree that it doesn't really affect your day-to-day life, but I don't think that makes it less worth talking about. No, absolutely not. Right. Like I, I still totally agree. Yeah. It's still worth like discussing and thinking about because I don't know. It's just, 
it's I think um it's it leads to um it leads to developments in other places too you know yeah. like when you think of something higher than when when you think about other stuff you're like oh well that's easy and you know yeah. I don't know yeah. and I think it I think it says something about someone when you try to talk to them about these kind of abstract questions and they just have no interest in it oh yeah definitely. that's not really what I'm talking about right yeah I think as a creative thought exercise it's great to talk about these kind of unanswerable questions that's mm-hmm. what humans have done since well forever right yeah. yeah but at the same time I think there's a point where you can't take it too seriously right for one because it's totally beyond your grasp mm-hmm. like it's mind-blowing mm-hmm. but also people just get so so judgmental and aggressive and angry about their own beliefs right, right? Like attacking someone's core beliefs is dangerous a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and it's like why why can't you just take enjoyment in your own beliefs and your own perception without having to say that it's the only truth? Right. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. Do you guys fear the concept of death? Hmm. That's always been a hard one for me. I try not to think about it too much. Yeah. <laughs> We're so young. <laughs> it's it's um it's it's a crazy thing to try to wrap your mind around because it's uh you're trying to understand something that you cannot consciously understand. Right. You you will never you will never know Well, there's fearing death in like the means of what you would leave behind. But then there's like fearing there's fearing death because you can't answer where you will be. You'll you're you can't consciously perceive where you're at because you've, you're no longer consciously perceiving anything because you're dead. Mm. Yeah. Hey, gentlemen, I, th- I think uh, one existential crisis is enough for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Say no, good point. How, how are we doing on time? 120. 120. Well, oh. let's, let's brush on this really quick because, like, just really, really quick. All right. Yeah. All right. Because uh, it, it, you, can almost, you can almost translate the thought of death into, like, um, like a perpetual never-ending peace because all not well one thing that always that people think about is all like the good in life is gone but all the bad in life is Mm. also gone and it you can obviously there's no way to perceive it because it's a lack of perception but you can perceive it as like a never-ending peace and like a zen and that it's it's like you're sleeping I think it sort of depends on the frame that you view your life experience. Yeah. Mm. So a lot, like if you say, oh, it'll be okay because it'll be peaceful. There won't be any bad things. Like that kind of says something about how you perceive your own life. Mm. Maybe that you're looking forward to not experiencing the bad things more than you are missing the good things. Mm. Perhaps. Wow. Perhaps. That's true. Know more about myself than I know about myself. <laughs> I wouldn't say I fear the concept of death. Um, I'm sure in the moment I will not be enjoying it. Um, <laughs> my my big fear about that is just missing out, like yeah. not being able to see what happens to my grandchildren, not being able to do the next thing that I always wanted to do, mm-hmm. and also the hole that I'll leave in the lives of people that I love. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the hardest thing is just not being there for them, I think. But when you're at that point, you will be able to perceive that. Yeah, but 
right before it happens. But the lead up to it right. is the scary part. You'll yeah. be thinking mm. about how you won't be there anymore and how they'll miss you. Right. And at this, um, my point, because I don't have kids yet or a wife or anything, so I haven't really started thinking about that. Um, but to some degree, I'm like, oh, man, like, I wonder what the future will be like, and I'm going to miss out on that, you know? Yeah. Like, when you think about the fact that in the Middle Ages, people had no idea that we would have computers and cell phones yeah. and, like, all of the technology that we have now, I'm like, man, the technophile in me is like, I wonder what kind of technology yeah. they're going to have. And maybe I don't, maybe we're born at just the right point where it's like, you know what? It's kind of a scary time where like, maybe we don't even want to know. Like maybe it's kind of, maybe, but... I mean, those poor plague-ridden peasants never got to play Minecraft. Like, <laughs> yeah, <you know>? exactly. <laughs> what kind of life is that? They had to do it in real life. Yeah. They had to, like, <laughs> cut up sod to make collect, their houses. So, collect coal. How yeah. did they punch a tree with their hands? <laughs> Back when men were men. How did, how did they make a pickaxe? They couldn't get the wood. They couldn't punch the tree. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, um, huh. Yeah. Oh, or maybe... Uh, Maybe I'll die like a month before they discover the key to eternal life. That could be, but and maybe that's a good thing. Like we don't know yet. Maybe eternal life is hell. Yeah, perhaps. I'm not inclined to uh, look forward to that. Yeah, same. Well, you think about all the problems in society, and if you hit a point where that's just fixed, then mm. nothing will ever improve. Mm. People mm -hmm. won't get any better because they won't have the opportunity to have no reason to change if mm -hmm. they live forever and if you think about it like throughout time as a percentage of people uh like murder has gone way way down right like as a percentage of people that are living the people that experience getting murdered is way less yeah. than we um, haven't had a, any uh crusades lately as far as i'm aware <laughs> yeah so. yeah um like like as time goes on, we have progressively gotten less and less warring. Um, although, like, to us, it feels like, oh, man, like, a lot of people die every year from wars and all that. But, like, it, it's not it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's, it's all perspective. Yeah, yeah. I think we might be a little sheltered on that topic. As far as war not being very well, bad. Well, that's true. Yeah, we haven't seen the horrors that life has to offer. That's true. Or not all of them. Well, I mean, yeah. we live in a place where, like, we haven't had a an attack on our soil for a couple Seven. decades. Uh, Two decades. Nobody yeah. better mess with my soil. <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, 9-11. Oh, yeah. I consider it, I mean, 9-11 right. was an yeah. attack on our soil. And I sp actually, I guess there's like the Boston bombing, which was, that was. Uh, that was a domestic. That He was a U.S. citizen, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah. 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 But y you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I don't know. It I don't seems know. Like, yeah. It seems like people are less willing to kill for ideology now. Yeah, that's true. Than in the past. Although, who knows if that means that the actual uh, average war or death is going to be any better. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's uh interesting to interesting to think about, but uh, I think that that just about does it for tonight. I, I think it, I yeah. think it yeah. does just about do yeah. it for tonight. <laughs> um, well, you can uh, hopefully you enjoyed that past little bit. We got really philosophical there. Hopefully that wasn't too disruptive from our happy like uh you know upbeat podcast yeah um yeah so hit us up um info at impaired upstairs you hi can... silas how are you doing oh hey it's silas i uh, i invited silas without telling you guys hey oh wow what's cooking a good looking <laughs> yeah welcome back to the impaired upstairs podcast you, w- you want to get in on this is there stuff to get in on? <laughs> well, we're just hey. closing up right now. Welcome back, Silas, from episode six or five. Was he f- yep. five? Five. 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 Yeah. Hi, Silas. How are you doing? Pretty good. You're here. You're here just in time for uh, us to wrap up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So um so yeah um everyone thank you so much for listening thank you so much Griffin for being back on yeah my pleasure it's so good to have you it's always good to have you man and thank you Silas for your brief guest appearance yeah uh, it's been an honor <laughs> <laughs> so yeah once again you can reach us on impairedupstairs.com and all of our social media Instagram Facebook do we have a Facebook we don't have a Facebook yeah. we do have a Twitter and a Snapchat we're not what are you gonna say there Silas you guys have a Snapchat we do it's uh, at Impaired up STRS. Can we have a streak? <laughs> sure. Streaks. Yeah, yeah. Streaks. <laughs> yeah. Add us. Add us at. Uh, add us on Instagram. That's at up. Impaired upstairs. Add us on Twitter and Snapchat. Those are both at Twitter. Impaired up STRS. Uh, email us directly. Info at impaired upstairs dot com. Let us know how we did. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for for all convening again. And when we're not working, we're here upstairs. Impaired.